be the world champion with a body like that. Oh, a little bit of the bubbly. And that's the bottom line. And now, your world podcast champion. Travis, rumbling reality is still alive. We're still alive. We're just back in action now. Oh my gosh. How long, I think this is the longest hiatus we have ever had. You know, I, I would usually come up with something just for old time's sake and be like, don't say it's the longest anything because we already know that we've said longest episode, we would do longest this, longest that. Let's just leave that alone and just be like, yeah, we took a while off and now we're, now we're, we're back. We're all about facts here, Roman reality, and rumors. Well, I guess, yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm the play-by-play guy over at WFC, so I mean, the fat man is the one that sits next to me usually. So Yeah, lots of changes we uh, talked last time, you know. I think Travis was maybe starting to become announcer when we finished uh, our last podcast i think i was within my i think the last one we did i was in my either if within my first or i want to say it was actually my second year that i was doing that because okay. uh, i know we were promoting oh, okay. the, the right, shows right. on on the show i thought so. you were doing more like um in ring stuff a little bit manager stuff I, I, that I have been doing. That is uh, something I've been doing over the last year. I got my wrestler's license here in Oklahoma so I could start doing more physical uh, aspects of the in-ring work. And my goal, my one goal for 2020 is I want to have at least one and my first match. You got to take on one goal the got. big hot guy at the time, Sam Stackhouse, for the WFC Championship. Get him. <laughs> well, I mean, it could be. I doubt it, but it could be because he just became last champion night. last night. That's so that's why I, that's why I brought it up. I was excited to see that. It was. It's a very good. Like we're starting. We just got into our new venue uh, last night. We're permanently in Tulsa now. We're going to run shows every other week. Um, we're at for those that are in the Tulsa area, or for those that want to drive through Oklahoma and yep. come to Tulsa and visit yep. one of our shows. Uh, we're at the Perfect Practice uh, area, which is in Tulsa, right off of 51st and Sheridan. Uh, we've dubbed it the Wrestle Center. Uh, we, along with BPW, Sorry. exactly. <laughs> we, along with BPW, who they originally bra- uh, based out of Bristol, we're gonna we run shows every other week. We alternate with them. Awesome. Uh, so, so yeah, we have a nice permanent home now, and it's it's nice that we get to go to one central location and people are finding us. And we're gonna get our feet underneath us. We had a good live crowd last night. I think we sold out the uh, the area. I saw, yeah. So. So, yeah, we, we're excited, and it's going to be a new start for WFC. And if this is your first time uh, listening to this podcast, we usually focus on WWE stuff, but things have changed. So I'm sure we'll be talking a good amount of AEW and WWE, considering they're pretty close. Actually, AEW's, I don't know, they're both uh, just as entertaining. I mean, it's sad to say a production like uh, WWE is already getting, um, getting uh, it's, uh, what's, can we cuss? I forgot. I, re- uh, I, I think, what the I think you did, but why don't we why don't we kind of limit ourselves though and try not to cuss? <laughs> I so completely much. forgot if I have this on uh, rated. Uh, wow, it's been so long. That's crazy. Either way, we'll probably be talking. Damn, to Sam. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, in case you don't know us, it's your first time listening to the, listening to the podcast. I took an energy drink and I just finished working out, so I'm gonna be a little bit of hyper here. Uh, and I haven't even had my coffee yet, so uh, I mean, early. I'm a little behind. <laughs> I'm Ramsey, and uh, Travis is over there. I'm Travis. There. I'm Travis. Let me introduce myself, damn I it. I was waiting yeah. for that, because sometimes I don't know if you uh, get the, 
you know, the whole, you're just denounce it. Okay. Well, so, we, we were going in a dynamic. This is what I do, fool. Yeah, uh, that's true. Uh, so, what is, let's see, what should be the first big thing we start this off with? I mean, there's so much stuff we haven't talked about, but I want to keep things as much as current as possible because people probably have already heard, you know, all the same stuff we want to talk about because they're at the, the, time, the limit, whatever. Uh, well, I mean, since we've been gone, we obviously had the launch of AEW, mm-hmm. and they've had, what is it, uh, uh, four or five big shows, like their pay-per-view quality shows mm-hmm. since uh, since we've started, or, or I'm sorry, since we've been away. Um, what do you think so far of AEW? I'm curious to see what your, what your thoughts are, because okay. your favorite ever is there. I, I don't care besides, how much you want to say Jeff Hardy's Hardy, your favorite. Besides Jeff Hardy, you're, you, you already got me there. Besides Jeff Hardy, Jericho's, I mean, they're always tied. Uh, Jericho is probably the number one reason why I started tuning into AEW in the first place. Of course, mm-hmm. I wanted to watch the first episode for the hype and just, you know, new, new, new company. But uh, Jericho's the first thing that pulled me in. Um, I'm be- Besides having them having to fix audio quality and maybe video quality here and there, with, you know, a little bit of technical difficulties... It's not bad. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it feels refreshing. It feels mm-hmm. like uh, a wrestler's show. Um, you know, the, I'm not trying to be all negative, but the most ironic part is AEW is pushing the mainly past WWE stars. They're the main focus. They're the main guys, which is ironic because I thought this is going to be more of like an indie kind of feeling kind of show, which it still is a little bit, which is the, what they mm-hmm. have going for them still. But it just they're top guys, which I get it. They're on... Cable network, they have to have names that draw. Like, don't give me, don't I want fan mail. I get it, but uh, that's one thing that kind of was like, oh, I thought they're gonna be like new stars, but they're pushing new guys. They have Darby and skateboarding and all this crap. We'll get in that later. Yeah, and you know that's a fair assessment because yeah, when you actually look at the the AEW landscape, the ones like you said that are on top right now, Jericho obviously is their champion. Uh, Cody is, you know, he's. He is what who he is. Everybody knows who Cody second, Rhodes is second, the main uh, now. Always. Right, but you know it's it's it, as much as he was probably referred to as a former WWE guy. I think he's pretty much gone uh, out of his way to make sure he doesn't get that type of stigma because now people oh, yeah. people think of Cody as his own individual now. So I think that's that's beneficial for AEW in that instance. Um, but you're right; they've got John Moxley, formerly Dean Ambrose, over there. Um, who's obviously one of their, if not their biggest star right now, their biggest baby face there. Um, uh, you've got a couple others that are there. But, I mean, you also got guys that people may not be too familiar with that have only been heard about. You know, yeah. Young Bucks come to mind right off the bat. Uh, Kenny Omega is now here on a stateside promotion, so people don't have to go hunt for him in New Japan. Sure. Um, uh, Adam Page, Hangman Adam Page is another one. The Lucha Brothers are over there now. Uh, MJF, who I think is going to be a future champion, the dude oh, yeah. is a—he's a money gimmick, dude. Like that, he is the—he's the epitome of heel, and he still portrays himself as such even on Twitter. It's like just that, funny that nowadays, like even a true feeling heel can still become like he's like popular. People love him. Which is that mm-hmm. really a true heel? Like, I mean, if you're so good at what you do, you become a face. Is that really a true heel anymore? I mean, I don't know. I think, like, true heels, the ones you really, really hate, he does such, like, 
nasty stuff and says the rudest stuff like it, it's really bad but it's like people mm. like almost find that refreshing like it's fun to hear that you know what i mean like it, it becomes like a face mm-hmm. i don't know it is it's it's, it's like, very fun to hear that i i can speak that i personally like his character like like you're saying right now i enjoy his character but do i do i root for his character to win usually no because i mean i like the character work that he does i like the fact that he stays true to the gimmick even on twitter in this society that likes to be so PC this whole time, he don't give a damn. Like, <laughs> he just doesn't care. If you ever follow this guy on Twitter, he will fat shame you. He will oh, uh, I know. He, I he will put you down in any way, shape, or form. The dude literally goes off, and he's good at it. And and he stays to, he stays to it, you know, and it's refreshing in an area where Basically, most people feel like kayfabe, as they call it, is dead, which for the most part it is. He does a very good job of blurring those lines to where you still, you, you think this is the character, but is this the real person? It very well could be. We don't know. But that's where he blurs those lines. You just sure. don't know. Um, we'll go back to AW, but I feel like a lot of our listeners um, like uh, WWE because they follow us for so long. And I know more. We got a, we got a bunch of smarks that listen to us, which is not a hopefully, bad thing because that's most people that's will what, watch wrestling everywhere. Kind of we are, so I mean, hope so. <laughs> that's my point. <laughs> yeah, I get it. Um, so first thing I want to say is, um, well, well, I guess we're all rumble. We're gonna hold that for a little bit later. But uh, yeah, we got the rumble next weekend. What? Yeah. Oh, okay. Good. That's good. So I was I was hoping this wouldn't be a whole recap show. Or not recap show, a whole breakdown show. Perfect. So I can talk about this then a little bit. I am so pissed off. They did not leave John Morrison for the damn Royal Rumble. I know. They advertised him re-signing and all this stuff, which was a horrible freaking thing. And I know they do it for views nowadays. They want people to tune into this show for ratings. But it's not helping ratings. It's not. Those aren't things. Those aren't formulas that help ratings. The ratings back in the day for me was, hey, Travis, turn on Raw. Stone Cold's back. Those are ratings. Hey, Travis, Triple H is back. Turn on Raw, man. I don't care if you're jerking it. Turn it on. And that's how you get ratings. You don't get ratings by having them come back, opening a door for The Miz. I mean, the, cr- yeah. the crowd was so sad when they opened that door. I was like, oh, my gosh. And then his return uh, his return uh, match the other night, mm-hmm. crowd stopped mm-hmm. and booed him. I don't know. What do you think? Uh, well, on the booing far on the booing side of things, he's he's a heel coming well, back. Him, him, him and Miz. Did you see his interview with the Miz? I mean, he felt like a face the whole way, but now they're gonna have to turn it into a heel. They're gonna have to now. Well, if you saw the the week prior when they did the whole Miz TV segment and he was the guest, he started off you know doing the the rah rah thing and you know I'm happy to be back, yeah. but he quickly flipped it. And was like, I'm disappointed in you people as fans. My my buddy has one bad day, and all of a sudden you guys turn on him like he did something wrong just because he had a bad day. Like that was smart. And I've I've gotten to doing the the indie stuff uh, before Morrison resigned. I got to meet John Morrison and uh, get to talk with him a little bit. He's a real chill you guy. Drove him around. Didn't um, you? Do what? Then you drive him around. I did, I did. Uh, him and uh, Carlito, actually, uh, both both super cool guys. Um, Morrison, though, is a very smart guy. He's he's very he's a veteran. Like that's there's no question about it. He obviously won Tough Enough back in 2003 when it was still on its MTV phase, 
And uh, he he's the, when you think about it, he's the true tough enough success story. Mm-hmm. That's the only tough enough success story. And he's a legit veteran who's actually traveled indies now. He had the WWE experience prior, uh, got more experience being out there. So I think this time around, him being in WWE, you're going to see a well-polished John Morrison. Not that he wasn't before, but he's grown as a character. He's grown as in-ring work. Um, the guy is going to be, I think, a good, a, a big player uh, once they decide to drift him into the singles push. But I think right now, I like that they brought him back as the tag team with the Miz because they were so good back in the late 2000s. Yeah, I thought it was good to that's interact. That's what I didn't want to see. I know they're going to make a thing where they turn on each other eventually and have some WrestleMania or SummerSlam, you know, bout. But it's like I didn't want to see that. I we need to, personally. I think John Morrison is at the caliber. Where he, I mean, besides uh, not talking, uh, he's like a Jeff Hardy for me. Jeff Hardy was my favorite guys. He is awesome in the ring, but don't let him on the mic very much. And you can see that on his uh, backstage interview with The Miz. Uh, granted, The Miz kept cutting him off constantly. Mm-hmm. It was like, gosh. But it's like, he should, to me, he should have been put in the main category, main card stuff. He should have been thrusted on there. But Vince doesn't like doing that stuff because he's whatever. But I mean, he's one of those guys, he has a name already. He has a fan base already. To him to go out, uh, I don't know. I don't know what you know. I don't know how it would interject with their future plans with you know Brian or uh, or uh, Bray Wyatt or um, Brock Lesnar, which I don't know how that would go. But I'm just saying, <laughs> you know, to have him come on a main card or main feud or main bout against somebody higher up there, I think mm-hmm. it'd be awesome. The Miz, yeah, he's high up there. I get it. But the Miz is kind of on the, I don't know, downturn right now. He's not like a high. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, and I mean, that just kind of depends. I guess that's kind of just your perspective of seeing that. But no, I get it because The Miz, I don't think is, I'm not going to say he's not a main event talent, but he's definitely not at the main event level right uh, right now. Yeah. I mean, I I think that was obvious, though, last month with the the TLC pay-per-view when they had him do the the whole Bray Wyatt thing. And a lot of it was good. Like, I actually did think that the the way that uh, Wyatt had been, you know, getting into the Miz's psyche and all that was definitely good. But, the, I mean, I'm not sold on the Miz being a, a main eventer, being anybody that's a, a champion of quality or anything like that. Real fast, last thing about John Morrison, the return. I think they literally had the churn, because Miz is, is kind of a face. I mean, he was kind of a face a little bit. Uh, you know, he mm-hmm. kind of plays that back role. But it's just amazing because I feel like it's not about him being a veteran and knowing what he's doing right now. It's I think they had to push the heel factor because he didn't get the cheers they thought he would when he opened the door. You know, I don't know if it was the crowd or what it was at the time or why they would do it there. I have no clue. But, yeah, it just pissed me off. Um, let's jump around to different topics. So um, what was I going to say? Let's see. Let's see. bring it up before I uh, lose my train of thought. Oh, uh, right now. <laughs> what was that? <laughs> Nothing I said like right now. Yeah, exactly. Um, what's up with this whole Tessa Blanchard stuff, man? I've been reading for a while now, and I finally found out more today. But you probably know way more than I do. So a little bit more. Um, you know, it's it's a to me it's a, a big it's a big crap show because at first it came out it, and of all time too it was the last know. weekend. Uh, right before Impact Wrestling, which, yes, Impact is still a thing for those who didn't know. <laughs> That's sad. Uh, but uh, 
she has been in a blood feud with Sammy Callahan over there, who some may remember in his WWE stint as Solomon Crow. Um, he uh, he and her are like the two big names over there, and uh, they've been in a feud that dates back to last summer. And they had a match that was very well done at Slammiversary, and now Tessa was going in, going for the actual title. Of all things to take place and to be brought up, uh, the day of uh, the title match taking place, match, right? yeah, allegations came up of her using uh, the N word, and uh, it's, it again it was just perfect timing, I guess, or I guess imperfect timing if you're Tessa, because then so many different people were coming out of the woodwork, being like, "Oh, she's so hard to deal with." At times, she's unprofessional. She's a bully. Like all these different things. And it was just like the timing of it was like, well, that couldn't have been any worse for her <laughs> than that time. Uh, but since that time, there have been reports that she reached out to the person that she insulted. Uh, reports suggested that they, you know, uh, they settled their beef or their issue or whatever. Um, but then the thing that, that gets me confused is after that report came out, there was one that came out a few days ago where she actually made a statement denying the allegation. So my question is, you made up with the person where this allegation, who she actually confirmed that the, the situation took place, um, you are denying that you said it, but yet you made up with the person that you said it to? I know. That's, that's weird. Like, you would think it would be just the opposite. You'd first deny it, and then... You know, because of the backlash, you'd get in touch with the person and then squash it then and then come out and say you made a mistake and all that. None of that has taken place. So it's been just the opposite. Uh, even more now to it. You heard, more, you heard about the rest of it? No, right. I guess there's it, even it, more to this now. It's uh, in the speech she took. I mean, that's, she did report that, so I'm glad you put, brought that up. But um, I guess more of the story came out today or yesterday, something like that, about her openly uh, grilling the trainers and stuff in front of all the wow girls that you know i i hate saying it just because it seems like it's been a theme but it wouldn't surprise me if it she sucks, has done she's, that. interviews and stuff man she seems like i don't know the next uh, big female wrestler like of all generations yeah she really well, and, so, and be the, I know, she's i really like her even that me too. even though even though not the racism part obviously or the her you know belittling women wrestlers but you never know. There's there's two sides of the story, and if you know, mm -hmm. there always is. And um, I don't know. It feels like people came out that all at once. It was kind of weird the way they wouldn't come out before. Right. <laughs> so I don't know. I kind I kind of thought that too. And the whole situation is just it's it's really weird. I'm like you. I thought that you know she'd be somebody that especially um, WWE would have already snatched up at this point. And to me saying that, uh, there was another article that came out that said why. WWE has not signed her and it had to do with her attitude. Like they, mm -hmm. they think she is a, essentially a problem child. Funny. It's and, funny how Shawn Michaels uh, was one of the top things in WWE at a time. He had an attitude. I'm not saying that would work or not. I'm just saying this, I'm going to put it out there. Yeah. Not in this day and age. It's going to work sometimes, man. They bring out real heat. It does, but at this point now, like there's such an emphasis on professionalism these days that 
you can't you can't be like that like that those days are long gone and wwe especially back then was uh on hard times and like we we heard several times especially in several documentaries how close wwe was to probably being gone because of wcw oh yeah 100 but Um, which brings me to another thing that i want to talk about later uh because you know me being a wrestling historian every now and then uh Last weekend, I ended up watching the final pay-per-view of WCW and then the final Nitro as well. Uh, and I ended up having some interesting thoughts cry, about Travis? WCW and uh, where they would have gone did if you cry? they had stuck around. I did not cry, That's no. a first. This guy keeps tissues next to him when he watches WCW, wishing that was the brand that survived. <laughs> I don't even know why you want to bring up my, my personal stuff like that, man. Like, why would you do that? <laughs> so, what, do you, what what matches or what feuds right now are you feeling? You don't have to go, you don't have to go crazy in depth, but what, like, real feuds are really sending out to you um, so far in 2020? What's something you're looking forward to? Uh, I like uh, over on SmackDown. I do like the uh, Daniel Bryan and Bray Wyatt feud that they have been going with since about November. Um, I've, I'm always a, I even went back and watched the Royal Rumble, coincidentally, the match with Bray Wyatt and Daniel Bryan from 2014, which I'm really happy WWE has incorporated that past into this current feud with them. Uh, I, I just, I think the feud is really good. Uh, and I didn't really even realize it until later on. But, you know, they've been saying that anybody who's encountered The Fiend has been changed in some way, shape, or form. Like, mainly it's been their attitude. And when you really stop and think about it, the people that he has interacted with since coming back, it's true. First, he had Finn Balor. Finn Balor's now down in NXT and is a bad guy. He then interacts with Seth Rollins. Seth Rollins is now on Monday Night Raw. And he's the leader of what's going to be their probably top heel faction coming up here pretty soon. Mm. Uh, Daniel Bryan was, uh, well, Daniel Bryan was a heel. And you can make the argument that, you know, facing the Fiend changes people because he took on Daniel Bryan. But now Daniel Bryan is a a fan favorite again. That's a a new storyline. Honestly, it's hard to make new storylines. It's actually a good one. Yeah. With a... But honestly, with with that, that to me is probably the best story that they've got on SmackDown. Well, people might argue the King Corbin, Roman Reigns one, which, yes, is good. They've had that for longevity purposes. But uh, I like Daniel Bryan and Bray Wyatt. I like their matches that they have. I think they go very in-depth into a good storytelling mode with the two of them. Um, If you remember in 2014, we all thought that was one of the best visual sights I've ever seen on a Monday Night Raw is – when they were trapped in the cage and Brian turned on Wyatt and you know, he had the whole crowd doing the slow motion. Yes. Chant and everybody just ate it up. And it was like that to me, like I can watch that mm-hmm. clip back still to this day. And it still gives me goosebumps. It's weird. Like it's well, you are one of the, guy, so. I, I can't be, yeah, I'm, I'm the first to admit. <laughs> so, um, I'll have to cut you off. Um, well, yeah, and I'm sorry, you were yeah. telling me a couple other feeds. Yeah. What's a, what's one that you like so far, though? Uh, well, uh, honestly, nothing's really t- pulled me in enough to where I've been excited enough to keep consistently watching wrestling. I'll be honest, I've been having to watch recap shows. Like, I watch highlight reels and recap shows. And the most ironic part is I've actually watched more full AEW shows than I have so, I paused the show because I heard a weird sound in the background, and Travis is over there kissing his girlfriend goodbye for the day. 
so that threw me off guard. <laughs> I'm, I, have th- I have three screens going, and my right screen doesn't have Travis on video. And so I was like, what the hell is Travis doing making kissing sounds? Like, I didn't know, was it AEW pun or what? Like, I don't know. And uh, that was the <laughs> Well, first off, it was, a, it was a good morning. It was a good morning kiss, FYI. So, no, it wasn't a goodbye. So, hush up. This Leave is me a real, right? real, real recording, real life. So, right? uh, <laughs> so, back to what I was saying is I've watched more full AEW shows, like, like front to back, compared to Raw and SmackDown, which I've watched recaps and highlights. So I know what's going yeah. on. I just don't know as in-depth. Um, I mean, to say what Favorite Feud is right now, uh, I mean, I, I hate to say it because I like Jericho so much, but I guess Jericho and Moxley, only reason because yeah. Jericho's my number one guy. I mean, I'm not saying I'm not a fan of Brian, or, but... Brock Lesnar, anytime he holds the title or he's mentioned in the main... Yeah, that's not really a feud. It's not a feud to me, in general. Um, oh, I just... The Rusev-Lana thing and all that stuff going on, to me, it's been... It's been... Uh, Boring? Shitty, almost shitty from the beginning. Like, ever since Lana yes. was with Bobby Lashley, and that's when I started trying to rewatching again. I was like, what? Oh, my God. And that's when I was actually trying to watch Raw from beginning to front again. I was like, hey, you know what? I'm doing recap shows for a while because I can't sit through this Bobby Lashley. I mean, it's just one part of the show, but yeah. Uh, so, to but say, it's a very, it's a very hard part of the show to to get past because they they try to emphasize it so much. And exactly. honestly, it it was great. Like the for the reveal with Lana, you know, uh, siding with Lashley, I thought was good. I thought it was a very like great start. But then since then, it's just gone downhill, in my opinion, and a lot of people's opinion from there. Um, to me, Lana's not like, I think she does a very good, annoying heel character, like a very annoying heel character manager. Um, but that being said, Hmm. you can't have too much of a good thing. And I think unfortunately her abilities, she puts it into that category of this is way over the top and way too much of a good thing. Because it's it, it gets to the point where it becomes annoying, not not annoying in the sense of like oh my god, like I can't stand her good heat, annoying. But okay, now we're just wasting airtime, annoying because this is getting old. Like this is dumb. I mean, is it is it Vicky Guerrero heat though? Is it like where you really don't want to see her? Anymore? I don't know, no, and that's exactly my point. I think that that's a great that was a great comparison right there. This is not Vicky Guerrero okay. heat. If she had Vicky Guerrero heat. I this mean, whole feud would be because, ten times are better. You, are you saying that because it's it's past the fact, and now it's like okay, well she wasn't too bad because at the time people really just didn't want to see her anymore, and people were. I mean, I remember in Tulsa, Oklahoma, one of the worst reactions I have ever seen on SmackDown. They were, I mean, I think they had to pause or something, uh, the show or whatever, go to commercial break as the crowd was booing so bad. I mean, when she entered, when she talked, I mean, you couldn't hear her. It was the worst. You talking about? Are you talking about Lana or Vicky? Vicky. I was saying. Oh yeah, that's now yeah, it's exactly. The, now it's past the time where okay, Vicky wasn't too bad. It's kind of a cool memory. It's funny, but like, is that what Lana's going through right now? Because Lana right now is kind of going through a point where you don't want to see her, but she's not getting as many boos and as many stuff as Vicky ever did. And that's and and that's exactly my point. Is that it's that's why it's not the Vicky heat that Vicky had because people booed her because they were they hated her, not because they didn't want to see her. Because if you saw her, she was going to make you hate her. So that was great. But the way that Lana's getting heat right now is the wrong kind of heat because it's not it's not the Vicky heat that we just described. It's the you're 
her, my biggest problem with her promo skills, she's a great character and she delivers a good promo, but she's too long-winded with them. Mm -hmm. She puts things together really quickly. She overemphasizes things. She repeats herself and she doesn't give you time to digest statements that she makes. Yeah. And that's where it gets hard to deal with it because it's like you keep doing the same thing over and over you're not letting people really soak in the story and that is what's going to make people like me eventually tune out and not care and sadly i don't know why because i actually have always been a rusev fan whether you guys still like him or not i just always feel like he's something the guy it makes you not want to see him exactly 100 mm -hmm. percent, and it makes it feel like those two guys i don't want to see him they put bobby lashley in consistently horrible stuff since and i back. hate that too i mean you I always love lashley you were excited for lashley coming back i was semi-excited for coming back um you know but i don't people are gonna say oh well you know what they gave, give him so many storylines it's time for him to like create and push for it i get it but it's, i don't know the stuff they're giving him doesn't seem like it's natural it doesn't seem like it's something he would do personally i could be wrong he may be he may push for the storyline he may have pushed for this but it's like the character they give him now i mean i'd rather mm -hmm. see him as like a super baby face that's what he to me Growing up, it's kind of how he ended being. Eventually, it was like a baby face, and he kind of got over that way. Well, that well, and that and that depends on how you want to define getting over. Because some people feel like that that didn't that didn't, didn't go over, over too enough. well. Because that's a, good, that's a good point. Because he didn't reach the John Cena uh, era. Because at that time, John Cena was the top guy, and they were grooming Bobby Lashley to kind of get on the same level as Cena, and it just didn't work. And it's mainly because, unfortunately. Um, Lashley's charisma isn't isn't horrible because if you watched his work in Impact or he's in TNA, he's he did he, yeah, he did very well in that. But he they was, the, he was worse than most of the guys I've seen in a long time when he talked on the mic. I'm talking like, uh huh. I mean, like I always say, Jeff Hardy's my favorite guy, but on the mic, he just wasn't a mic guy. Batista, one of my favorite guys, wasn't a mic guy, not a mic guy. And Lashley mm -hmm. was probably worse than those Jeff Hardy and him. I mean, personally, back in the day. He was just bad. back in the day. Mm -hmm. He was bad. But his time, his time away from WWE, it, it's sad to say this, but it's true. For those that didn't watch his run in Impact or in TNA, go back and do just a little bit of research on that, and you'll see why he was booked way better in Impact than he was in WWE. And it wasn't because he was a WWE guy. The guy competes in MMA. He basically was like their Brock Lesnar, except. Yeah. He still showed up all the time. <laughs> he still did all the dates. And they kept his verbiage minimal. Like, they kept it to short interviews. They didn't let him speak much. And to this point, since he's been back in WWE, to me, the best storyline that they had, which unfortunately got cut short because of stuff that happened with his manager, but it was when he was with Leo Rush. Mm -hmm. Leo Rush was a great mic and hype guy Honestly, for Bobby Lashley. that was, like, growing on me. And I was like, it, dude, it was like Brock Lesnar and Paul Heyman. I was like, like I got that well, feeling. I think we know why that ended where it ended. Good old Rush. It's, that's my point, is that if it wasn't for stuff that would take place with Leo Rush, I think we would still have that pairing now. He's and Lashley would be much better off than where he is. I think he matured now a little bit, and he knows what he needs to do, mm -hmm. hopefully, and not be stupid again. Because Leo, never been a giant fan. Especially with his, not say um, Vincent Mann kind of guy, with his size, it's almost unbelievable mm -hmm. for him to beat somebody who's really big. But there's plenty of guys now for him to go against, which is believable. So now, yeah. no, it's not too bad. Speaking of uh, unbelievable sizes and heat, and uh, I'm going to get heat on me, 
I'm not a big fan of Darby Allen. Okay. Really? I Why? Know, I know people think, oh, you love Jeff Hardy. It's like a young Jeff Hardy. I don't know. I, I like his moveset. Coffin drop is badass. I mean, that, mm-hmm. I don't know why the coffin drop to me is like almost as cool as the Swanton. It looks that cool. It's like very like suicidal. But it's like, yeah. I just don't like the gimmick of him first thing coming down on a skateboard, you know, like like, like some old school, like he needs to wear some Jinko jeans. I don't know. Some well, you guy, know, you know why he does that though, right? Tell me. He's a former professional skateboarder. Like, he competed in the X Games back in the day and things like that. Well, I didn't know his background, but still, to me, it looks like a customization they use on a WWE game when you create a character. It looks so... (laughs) Literally, I'm not kidding you. I didn't know about his background, which that makes it feel a little better, but dang, Uh it just... It just... Okay, on top of that, his little intro. Okay, people, it's just intro, man. Not just that. I feel like he's going against guys, which are very unbelievable he could be. He is so skinny and thin... And mm-hmm. I know Jeff Hardy was skinny and thin too, but you know what? Jeff Hardy was a tag team wrestler. Jeff Hardy usually went against guys that were skinny and thin too. You know, he's last time I saw him, so I don't know full AEW matches he's been in. Last time I saw him, he was with um, he was in a six man tag match, I think, or four man mm-hmm. tag match, and I just or something like that, whatever it was. But uh, I just saw him beating guys and doing things to like big guys. I'm like, this is just it's almost as bad to me. As Rey Mysterio, Rey Mysterio winning the heavyweight cha- uh, champion title against uh, Big Show. Big Show? It's yeah. Uh, well, he no, he uh, Rey Mysterio actually won in the Triple Threat match at Mania to be good to get that. Who was in the match? Who was in the match? That was Kurt Angle and Randy Orton. But to that point, he beat, uh, Big, he beat Big Show in some match, right? I know that. I was uh, it, it wasn't. It wasn't Big Show. It was Great Khali. Okay. That's what I was about so to get to. to. <laughs> so to me, yeah. Even worse, because I right, know, exactly. I know, <laughs> Kali. They may, I mean, I, I'm I'm basing this off basing this off of just recently watching multiple Royal Rumbles. I've been watching Rumbles nonstop all week, this week and last week, and they made Kali such like a crazy factor back then. Which I know I've always hated Kali. Never liked Kali. Never thought he should be in a ring. Never, ever, ever, ever. But to make a Rey mm-hmm. Mysterio, which I know he's a fan favorite, but it doesn't look believable because somebody of that size, somebody of his size punches and kicks wouldn't hurt somebody even a kick to the face it may hurt mm-hmm. but I, I don't know it's it's like it's like i don't know going conor mcgregor versus uh big show i don't know um well you know it's it's funny that you even bring that up because that also plays into what i was talking to somebody about about tessa blanchard uh, going back real quick to that yeah um because she ended up winning the the title uh, over on impact wrestling last weekend so she's their champion now um and I was talking to somebody because Booker T had made some comments earlier this week that he feels like it was the worst decision that Impact has made since they've been a company. And most people originally were like, oh, Booker's just short-sighted. This is like a, a sexist thing he's saying because she's a female holding the top prize, and that's usually a male slot. But his reasoning behind it was exactly what you were saying about Rey Mysterio. In the long term, Tessa Blanchard is a shorter person. She's a smaller individual. And it's it's the way he compared it is like, okay, Becky Lynch is the hottest women's wrestler in WWE right now, okay? There's way hot, you, hotter than her. Can you imagine Becky Lynch beating Brock Lesnar? If you say yes to that, you're lying. 
because it's not possible. It's not true. Somebody even made the argument to me last night they could see Ronda Rousey doing that. And honestly, even then, as much as I like Rousey, and especially with her MMA background and with Lesnar's MMA background, no, I still would not this put Rousey over Lesnar. This isn't a sexist show, guys. This is a show based off a reality. I mean, if somebody is six foot seven, six foot eight, somebody is mm-hmm. five foot two, one weighs three hundred seven pounds, one weighs one hundred and sixty pounds. I mean, unless you're poking the eyes in a real mm-hmm. in a real fight, I mean, you couldn't even do submission moves on a person that big because they're. You know how I know this because I've had a quick story. Well, I probably said it before a long time ago when I was way younger. My in my backyard wrestling days, I had a guy, uh, a friend now, nice guy. He, um, we were like 14. I'll make this quick, Travis. Uh, he was trying to do. Uh, he's actually Jukendo or one of those one of those. Things he was in a black belt in when he was like 14, 15 years old. Some black belt and grill stuff, karate, whatever it is. I was 14 years old, knew nothing of that nature, or 12 years old, something like that. Something like that. Uh, I knew no wrestling stuff besides professional wrestling, no, no holds, nothing. He told me with his real fighting skills and my professional wrestling skills, he could make me tap or beat me up. Guess mm-hmm. what? He was like 100 pounds. I was what? I'm a big old fat boy back in the day, even worse back in the day. I'm, I'm a little better now. But back in the day, I was like I was like 200 pounds at least, probably 215, 220, literally, at 12 or 13 years old. Dude, he right. couldn't even get any submissions on me. He's like a black belt and whatever he was in. And he couldn't get any submissions on me. He couldn't hold me down. I kept picking him up and powerbombing him. This is a real – we had a real fight. And uh, I just found that ironic because that – Thing I always take to me in real life, I just think Rey Mysterio could not beat up a Big Show or a Kali or a Tessa Blanchard couldn't beat, like you just said. So I wanted to put it out there why I'm so strong about the weight. No, I'm, why, why you and there, me are on the Travis, same Why wavelength. is there a weight class in UFC? Why is there a weight class in boxing? There's a right. reason. <laughs> and one, and that to your point there, and that's and that's the whole point of what Booker was saying was that. Yes, it's wrestling. We get that it's that it's a it's a show. We understand that, and the point of the show is to suspend your belief in reality. Yeah, like, we understand that. that. However, the reason why wrestling can work and the way the reason it has worked for so long is because while yes, you have to suspend a little bit of reality in order for you to really buy into the show, there still has to be that reality concept. Okay into the show you're right and i do get the whole david and goliath because i i mean there's so no much- no I'm, I'm agreeing with what you're saying is that at the end of the day like you're saying a great collie versus ray mysterio at the end of the day nine times out of ten collie's gonna win that yeah the only way that you can make somebody of a smaller stature like that Hardcore come out on match. top for the most part yeah those kind of gotta things. yeah give you gotta gimmick the match somehow but a clean like, match and they win it makes the big guy look like why are you a big guy then all you have going you, for yeah is a big guy right I mean, right, and you can't have that too often because then you dilute the big guy. 100%. Uh, I know, uh, guys, I'm a Jeff Hardy fan, and uh, he's beat guys or come close to beating guys like Undertaker and those kind of guys. I get it. Like, But to me, it's but a little... But that's the point. He came close. He didn't do it, though. But, yeah, like, la- until later on, But I Jeff say. Hardy has beat guys way bigger than him. He's beat Triple H, he's beat different guys. I get it, and he has beat the Undertaker before, but it took a while to get there. Exactly. Like you had to, and you had to I, build him up to that point. And I am biased, so I don't give a fuck. Uh, I'm biased, so uh, hopefully we're ready to argue. <laughs> discuss. <laughs> I don't think I ever dropped. I never dropped an F bomb on here too. That's the funny part. But rarely dropped an F bomb. You know, yeah, I, I was gonna say. I think you were the one that stayed clear for it for the most part. <laughs> I know. Dang. Um, so 
I get it. Jeff Hardy fan. I've been a Christian fan, Edge fan. Those guys taking bigger guys too. But to me, those guys eventually packed on some muscle and looked more the part. Somebody like Rey Mysterio yes. or somebody like Darby Allen, they're just – well, Darby Allen to me is even a different category than Rey Mysterio because Mysterio at least has veteran veteran skills. I'm like, okay, you know what? He's a veteran. He could probably do this. He could at least right. maybe give the guy a run for his money. Darby, don't quote me because I don't know his backstory like you just told me his skateboard thing, which is kind of cool to know because I loved skateboarding back in the day too, is I don't think he has a long-term, um, being 19 years old, I don't think he has a long-term professional wrestling history. So, I mean, hopefully... Darby, did you say Darby's 19? Is he 19 or 20? Neither. Dude, if he was a professional oh, skateboarder thinking, back oh, in the X Games, he I was wouldn't thinking, be this oh my that God, old. I was thinking, I was, he was really young. He looks really I young. I mean, he looks like it. He looks like he he's looks really like young. A, he looks like a 19-year-old. That's why I said it. I thought he was 19 or 18. That's how young he looks. Wow. Right. No, but I mean, so the, to your point with Darby, yeah, I, I totally get your argument there and, and exactly what we were saying there. That's why we agreed on the statement with Brave Mysterio and such. Um, with Darby, I I like that they're they're trying to put him up against Big Ed. Like, he had a good match with John Moxley because much like Rey Mysterio, he has to be a guy that relies on the speed and the agility of being a smaller and more agile guy, which you can do a believable story based off of that. Um just this past week on AEW's Bash at the Beach, the part one of that, um, they had a great main event that I was looking forward to watching it with him and Pac, uh, formerly known as Neville in WWE. Um, they were like the main event, and I was stoked to see it because both guys are smaller guys that move extremely quick and have a great aerial arsenal to go with it. Uh, and it was a good match, very good match. Um, you can pair him with certain guys like a Pac, you can pair him with guys like Moxley, who even though, yes, Moxley outweighs him and is bigger than he is, Moxley still made it believable that this guy is a force to be reckoned with. You can do that. You just have to pair him with the right guy to get that to where you want it to go. So um, let's go to some more WWE stuff. Are you excited for the Rumble? I mean, it's something you're looking forward to besides them announcing yeah. 23 out of 20, 24 of the actual guys? <laughs> Yeah, actually, I always look forward to the Rumble. Like, everybody looks forward to the Rumble. Yeah. But keep in mind now, from from here on out, since, uh, what was it, 2000, uh, it was 2018s, we now have a Women's Royal Rumble, so we get two Royal Rumbles every year now, so that's cool. Um, and, yeah, yeah, they've announced a few participants really cool. for the... I really for, enjoy it. I really like the stipulation of that. Of having the two Rumbles? Really love it. Are you being sarcastic there? Yeah, yes. <laughs> okay, so I love women. I love seeing them wrestle. They're awesome. They're great. But to have 30 women, it's like pretty much the whole roster. Pretty much the whole roster that could actually wrestle, besides them having to bring a lot of legends back. Am I not right? I mean, there are a lot of them can't wrestle as good as a lot. I mean, not some, okay. People like let's say this. Like no, Lana. there's 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 a lot. There's there's a lot. That but they actually they can, can wrestle good. Like Lana shouldn't be in there. Right. Things like that. They're going to have to put managers in there and people that don't usually wrestle, and they're going to just throw them out. That's what's going to happen. It may be, but then there are some that we just don't see wrestle regularly that are actually pretty good. Um, but, like, I'm the first to say, and we've talked about it on this show before, I always enjoyed the Iconics. And I'm one that would even say that a lot there between the two of them, and I, and I hate saying it because I think they both, they definitely both look great, but. 
their in-ring work is not, in my opinion, that polished. And I hate saying that, but it's true. Like when you go back, we when we had a, a Richie on here on one of our episodes, and he was talking about how he didn't like the Iconics because of that. He didn't like watching them work, and he's right. They they are very eh when it comes to in-ring character work, wonderful. But um, everything else is kind of unfortunately it's like a left to be desired type of thing. Um, there's a few women like that. Um, I feel like Mandy Rose is also like that. Um, I like Mandy as a character. It looks great, obviously. But I, I, I'm just not completely sold on her as an in-ring wrestler yet. Yeah. Like, it, like, it I'm can happen, trash, but I'm, I'm not there yet. Women's Royal Rumble because actually it was not bad last year. It was not bad. But I just feel like right. with the number 30, they have to lose like every single girl. There's no like surprise. Or bring up NXT people. And they've already said supposedly reading on at least the men's side – they're not doing NXT guys at all, which I right. I don't I don't know why because now they're on cable. Yeah, I don't I don't you understand that either. You would like to see at least two guys on there, maybe an Adam Cole in there or somebody. Made. Well, they, well, Adam Cole was in a Rumble a couple years ago. As I know, of fact. but I'm saying like this current year, they're saying they may not use any NXT guys. I'm like, what? But this also could be a way that they're throwing yeah, the true. smarts like us off, so that we can be like, oh well, that, that sucks. We're not gonna have hope, NXT I hope people. You're right. <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty much thinking that there will be at least one, maybe two NXT guys show up. But, yeah, I'm not going to think that there's going to be, like, five or six of them. I don't I don't see that. They did that with the women's one last year, it felt like. But, um, yeah, I think that's what they're going to have to do with the women's one. But as for the men's, I think you'll see maybe two. At max, I would say three spots filled by NXT guys, uh, which I'm okay with. That's fine. Um, but I think, I think announcing most of the men participants is good. Um, to a certain extent, as long as you leave like six or seven spots not knowing who's supposed yeah, to be where, it leaves that bit of mystery there. I know they've done it before. i just never been a fan of them telling us how many guys are announced and showing us. That is the point of in Rumble. If I, right, love, the AJ, if I love AJ Styles, I want him to... I want to know... I, I don't want to know if he's going to be in there or not. I want to tune in for it. Hey, you know what? I'm going to get pissed and go on Twitter if Styles is in it. That's also good yeah. for business. I yeah. thought. I don't know. I mean, they'll at least get, get buys. People are like, oh, I want to see AJ Styles in it. I guess the guarantee factor is cool, but it would be nice to like have a mystery. I don't know. Speaking of speaking of the Rumble, while we're on that topic, because the match uh, I saw was announced uh, for Friday. It was, or I'm sorry, it was announced on Friday for, for the Rumble. Um, what do you think of this whole Shorty G gimmick? Shorty with G. Chad Gable. Yeah, uh, you know, when I kind of fell out of wrestling for a little while, that's when they started just started naming that, and you literally had to uh -huh. revamp my memory. <laughs> I was like, "Shorty G." Yeah. Um, I don't know. Uh, the crowd seems to like chanting "Shorty," so I guess we got that. I mean, we got the chance, so must be we're gonna push him. Uh, Chad Gable's an awesome I hate I hate it though. Chad Gable's an awesome it. wrestler, and I've always liked Chad Gable. It's like it's like a smaller Kurt Angle for me. Always liked him. Uh, yep. I don't think this uh, character fits him, but you know what? I've been wrong before. I'm sure he has a lot of fans, um, but I just don't think it uh, really um, adds to his um, credibility. Here comes Shorty. It feels like he's in some uh, 1990s. Like he's going to want to be a rapper. Yeah, yeah like wearing like a Space Jam get up. Or yeah, yeah, that's true. Or some 1990s robber. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Like, Here comes Shorty. 
It's like, I don't know. Whatever. And, well, and that's exactly how I feel like it is. The gimmick, to me, pigeonholes him into what may... You hear Shorty G and you think to yourself, oh, this is probably some jobber coming out to do the job today. You know, no big deal. But no, that's not... It's the, like they're trying to push him as being this... And they just came out. This is where, why I bring it up because I saw it on Shop. Uh, they came out with his new shirt that says "Rise Above Size" or "Size Above Rise" or something like it. I think it's "Rise Above Size," and I'm like, this is stupid. Like, I cannot stand it. I love Chad Gable as a wrestler. I really wish they would kind of make him just be more Seriously. of a Kurt Angle esque like character. Yes, like give him that like. But, yes, hundred percent. Give him like a funny factor. He is a funny guy. Give him like a funny. Very factor. funny. And like almost like a comedic, like hokey guy. Like Kurt Angle was so like into his person personality. It like it was awesome. And he, like, yes. And 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 the thing that bugs me about it is he had a he had a phrase which they of course used it with American Alpha when that team was still together. But like to me, you could have built Chad Gable up, who also competed in the Olympics. You could you could have made him basically yes a mirror image of Kurt Angle, which is why a lot of people. I were upset so right. that he wasn't putting on son. You could have gave him a fake story, like he went to the Olympics and he failed it. Something like you, like he, was, yeah. like you gave him a whole montage. You could, and there's so many things you could do with this like story, whatever. Like, like Kurt Angle had the whole three eyes thing. This is what I was getting to about him having his three own G's. phrase. Three G's. <laughs> well, no, just that he could always have that obnoxious saying, like he used to use, where he said, "I'm always ready, willing, and gable." You know what I'm saying? Like, you could get that over as being a very egotistical prick thing to yeah. say. Or you could have also and made the, him be legit, uh, Kurt Angle's legitimate son. But whatever. whatever. Uh, yeah, we all know how that works. Whatever. Went, so. Good God. Till this day, yeah. one of the... <laughs> wasted I mean, story. What a wasted story. Wasted it, it, story. Was a, it was a funny outcome at the time. Nobody expected it. Everybody expected Gable. Like, you would think, look him. A white dude. It was right like, there. A white it was dude. Right he's in front Olympic, of you. Olympic acting has the tights like him, but I guess I don't know. It's funny to make fun of it, but it's like it could it could still be used to this day with Gable at least. Like I don't know. I don't know. Um, yeah, no, I'm with I'm with you. I still to I think a lot of people would agree to this day. It's still one of the more recent WWE failed storylines. It's like Wild, this is this is gifted Wild, to you. Oh my god. Yeah, gifted on the silver platter to you, and you decided to spit on it. You know, that's what it was. And at least that's how I've always felt like it was. So, uh, Killer Cross, uh, is she officially signed yet, the WWE? Do you want to see her? Well, Scarlett is signed with WWE, who's his girlfriend. Killer Cross, though, her boyfriend, uh, is not yet signed officially. But all signs are pointing to him signing with the company. And I'm not going to be upset if he does. He's a good he's he's a good worker as well. Um, I didn't really get into his character, but to be fair, I also didn't watch much of Impact when he was there, so I can't really say he has a good nor bad character. It's just I'm indifferent to it right now. It looked like it was decent. Um, I think he could be good. I will say I'm very excited that they moved Mike Kanellis, or for those that followed him on the Indies, Michael uh, uh, Michael Bennett or Mike Bennett. Um, I believe I, I hope I'm saying that. <laughs> uh, Maria Canellas, Canellas' uh, husband. Yes, Mike Bennett, I believe is his name. Um, I like that they're moving him to NXP, uh, NXT. I like that he's going uh, down there. Yeah, because they, they should probably. He just mm-hmm. he floundered, man. That's where they should. That's where they should have gone they when they first came because back. Because of WWE, not because of him. No, I I agree, and that. 
unfortunately, I, I liked, like, I was happy when they did show up on, uh, at the time, it was the SmackDown Backlash exclusive pay-per-view when he came back with Maria. I liked seeing them because I liked them as a pair, period. But at the same time, nobody was reacting to them because they didn't know who they were. I'm like, this is one of those instances where this is an indie guy that has made it good. You should have put him on NXT where more people were going to know who he was. And it would have been much better for his overall WWE tenure if he would have went to NXT first instead of going straight to the main roster. That's my opinion on that. Um, agreed. Uh, so, you something for you, uh, for you to talk about. Uh, Undertaker spotted at WWE Performance Center a couple days ago. How would you think? So, yeah. What I match saw that is you getting ready for? They were going to be so excited to see again. <laughs> um, I saw that too. I, I know there's been something that uh, came out and said why he was there. I just don't remember what it was, nor did I even actually take the time to read it. So well, that's Rumble, just being honest. The Rumble's taking place in uh, Undertaker's home state of Texas. And it could possibly be, make a surprise. So that's what's going on. But it's also because... I'm could like, be number 30. I don't know why I'm talking like I'm... I don't know what I'm talking like. Some weird chauffeur guy. But uh, it uh, says... It could be in build for Saudi Arabia pay-per-view and WrestleMania. Which is probably likely. So are you looking forward yeah. to Saudi Arabia's pay-per-view again? Not really. I think uh, I watched the first and second one, or first one, or second one, first one for sure. Second one, I not, I don't think I watched live. After that, I was disinterested. This last one that they did, the the crown jewel one that had all the the controversy about being stuck there when the guys were stuck. Mm-hmm. Uh, I actually thought that one was actually pretty good, uh, well, but the ones that were there before it, like the Goldberg Undertaker headline, obviously was not great, and the match was horrible. Um, the one before that that had DX versus the Brothers of Destruction, that was a match that should have happened like 10 years ago. <laughs> yeah, right, um, I know. Yes. Yeah, so it happens overseas. <laughs> yeah, didn't want to see it. That For that to be the match that Shawn Michaels came out of retirement yeah. from, I was like, God dang it, I really? Like, 100%. That's literally the, one of the main things that turned me off. Mm-hmm. Same, exact same thing, because the match was not that great. It is what it was. Um, I know that at least based off of what Kane said on the Broken Skull Sessions that just came out uh, last week, he said that was one of his dream matches was to have him and Taker versus Sean and, and Triple H, which, great, I'm glad you got to do that from a personal standpoint, but from a spectator visual standpoint, did not like the match, didn't care to see it, didn't want to see it, it was 10 years too late. Um, the one before that one, which was the first one that had the greatest Royal Rumble, wasn't really like into that. That was just a glorified house show that, that no titles changed, and it was a stupid greatest Royal Rumble ever. You know, Braun Strowman winning that thing. If you wanted him to win the Rumble, you should have had him win the actual freaking Rumble. Uh, I'm not a fan of the Saudi Arabia shows for the most part, though. Uh, they're already saying that advertisements are showing Bray Wyatt, The Fiend, uh, versus Kane in an Inferno match. For the next one, not really looking forward to that. No offense to Kane, but he's not a young guy anymore. He can't move like he used to. So, don't I don't really care for that. Like I'm not I'm not really looking forward to anything like that. Um, I'm gonna try not to spit out some topics for you so we can uh, get some a lot of stuff covered. Uh, Corey Graves heavily criticized this week's Raw, openly. 
Did you hear about it? And right, yes, I did. I actually listened to the podcast, uh, and be, rightfully so. Will he be um, held back now? Will he be uh, kicked to the curb eventually? Maybe not instantly. No, not instantly. But will Vince slowly weed him out? Could be a year from now. Nope. Vince holds grudges. Hundred percent. Vince holds. Vince holds grudges, except Vince likes Corey Graves. I don't know. Is like, that true? I mean, like, how do we know that? Like, has he got on air and said, "I love Corey Graves"? You know, we don't, we don't know that. Well, during the stuff that happened with Graves here recently, with yeah. the whole Mara Ronaldo thing that took place from Survivor Series weekend, where he uh, he uh, uh, kind of dissed Mara Ronaldo's com- uh, commentary and kind of overlapping on Beth Phoenix and Nigel McGuinness. Um, that whole backlash that took place there. This will tell you why uh, I don't see Corey going anywhere anytime soon. Vince took his side and thought he was the victim in the situation, which if it was said, if because, I mean, they were doing the whole brand rivalry situation. If Corey Graves tw- uh, made that tweet with that being in his mind to kind of, you know, as a dig towards the competition type of thing, Okay, I think people took it out of bounds, and uh, it should be viewed as just that as a character thing. You know, you're promoting the the brand rivalries. If that was indeed his motives behind it, if it was a personal shot, then he's a little bit of a scumbag. Um, but yeah, uh, backstage, people thought he was the victim in the whole thing, and they said they would there be any repercussions behind what happened? None, because they said Vince loves Corey. So he's not going anywhere. And I think they value his opinion enough. That's why he has the podcast. So, no, I don't think he'll suffer any kind of uh, reprimand from uh, his opinions at all. Um, next thing. Are you excited to see Taz has signed with AEW for a couple shows or whatever? Oh, multi-year contract. Ooh, Taz. Yeah. No, I, I'm not because he took one of my spots, damn it. You know, like <laughs> – um, like we know you're, we know Taz is really good, but damn, I need, I need, I want a commentary spot. Travis like, actually, I want to work. Travis out. actually interviewed. Do what? Huh? Oh, I thought you, I thought you actually interviewed for something. Uh, no, I am. I again was just a commentator for uh for our WFC local promotion, and then we had a holding like less than a year ago. You went to what was that? No, I went to a, a Impact tryout. That's what uh, was that was. Okay. Yeah, that was actually now. Yeah, that's been a little over a year ago. Yeah, um, I, that was. It turned out to not be exactly what I thought it was, and nothing ever really came from it. But it was fun. Like I don't regret going at all. It was a fun experience, um, and I got a lot of praise from guys that were there that were actually doing the in ring tryouts. Several guys came up to me thought because I mean we were there for for. Uh, see, it was we started the seminar at like 10 a.m. Mm-hmm. and we didn't finish till 5 p.m. So we were there for quite a while, um, but I knew it was going to get kind of boring because the guys were just going in there doing their tryout matches and then getting out. Well, it was really quiet in between most of those matches. So usually, I think it was right after the third or fourth one. I was like, you know what? I'm just going to have fun and I'm just going to start calling the matches. Mm-hmm. So I I sat wherever. And just started calling the matches while the guys did their thing. And I had a few of them come up to me after we were all done and said, no, you did, you did really good like that. That helped keep us entertained and keep our focus on the match because they had something visually to watch, but somebody was doing the, the commentary like you would hear at a show. So it helped make it more 
uh, involved, if you will. Like your well, attention glad, was more focused on that. Um, you know, you've been kind of crazy your whole life. So I'm glad it's paying off to show you're kind of crazy and talk to yourself. So that's great, man. Right. <laughs> yeah, great. it was fun. So hopefully I'll get another opportunity somewhere down the line in, in some yeah, other form or fashion. Um, sorry, I'm kind of rumbling through these, uh, rumbling through these. By the things. way, for those that if y'all want to also hear some of my commentary skills, I do have a video out on YouTube. There you go. Uh, it's, it's the Ricochet Will Ospreay match that got so much, uh, I don't want to say heat because it wasn't, but there were a lot of people that liked it. People didn't like it. A lot of veterans oh, didn't like that's it. That's literally YouTube for you though. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but it's the new Japan match. It was the very first one. Go type it in, uh, Ricochet versus Will Ospreay. It is my own personal commentary, and just for copyright sake, I do not own that video, okay? <laughs> this is just my voice covering it. I found uh, a video of it on YouTube with no commentary, so I did my own commentary over it. And, yeah, it's it's gotten pretty good praise from people. There's been some uh, criticisms on there, but, yeah, if you want to hear my style and see if you like it or not, go check it out. Super glad you brought up New Japan, because literally next thing I was going to talk about real quick. Uh, it's already been a couple weeks now, but uh, I watched some of it, not all of it. Watched the main matches. Uh, what did you think of Wrestle Kingdom 14? Uh, overall, wasn't bad. Um, like you, I watched uh, the main did you matches miss guys behind like it. Kenny Omega and stuff in there. Or? Do I? Did you miss guys like Kenny Omega? Kenny Omega. Oh, oh, Kenny Omega wasn't there. No, was he? No, he was not. Did you, I said, did you miss guys like Omega in there? Oh, no, I thought you asked me, like, was he there? And I was responding, no, 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 he that, wasn't. That, when I said um, it, I was like, oh, he was? Oh, crap, I must have missed his match. <laughs> oh, no, no. Um, yes, I do I did kind of, I, I do kind of miss Omega and the Bucks being on the show because there wasn't, to me, there's not as many, like, big name-ish people. There are big names I mean, for Jay New White Japan that were obviously definitely there. building himself up, but he doesn't have that name like Omega or Bucks do yet. Right, right. Uh, at least in my mind, he doesn't. Yeah, um, yeah, but, that's true. Some people he does. Right. But uh, but like Okado and Tanahashi was good. Uh, Jay White and Naito was good. Uh, the next de- uh, the next night was Jericho and Tanahashi, which was really good. Um, and then you had, of course, the uh, the uh, uh, all uh, like winner take all, both belts on the line between Okada and Naito. Uh, Naito, where Naito. Uh, took home the gold, the uh, Intercontinental and IWGP heavyweight title. So, um, good matches, but yeah, as for the most part, uh, I, I kind of missed the presence of like Omega and the Bucks and things like that. So, we'll see how much I keep into. I keep up with New Japan mainly now because of Bullet Club. So, um, outside of uh, the the guys in the Bullet Club, I don't I really have much right now, for New Japan. When Kenny Omega uh, finally made his jump, I have not watched much New Japan anymore. Yeah, same here. Not a big New Japan guy uh, very much anymore. What was that? Oh, that was my girl saying bye to I you. I thought she left. Bye to me. No, I told you she was getting ready. That was a good I didn't morning listen. She left. This is the end of the show where we can talk about what we want. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. That's where we get to was usually. Was she waving to me? Because I had a whole screen up. Do I? Was she was she seeing me on the video? I was I had my whole screen up. I didn't see her. Uh, no, I have a I, I have my phone right here in front of me, and it's got like the little rectangle thing here. So uh, she she saw you on my phone here, and just oh, okay. when she came over to say bye, she I said bye. She was, Ramsey. I thought she was waving, and I didn't wave back to her. Tell her I said bye. Um, she she did a quick wave, but oh. she was like bye, Ramsey. <laughs> 
And just so you know, Travis's girlfriend, I was in uh, high school with her because Travis. I was about is, to say, fun fact. <laughs> well, fun fact. Uh, Travis is one year younger than me, or two, or what? How old? Are you? Uh, I am. I'm 29. I'll be 30 this year. So. So I am 32. Uh, you... So Travis got himself a sugar mama, basically. Yeah, kind of. I call myself a splendid daddy, but you know. <laughs> so she's two years old. She's two years older than you, or one year older than you. Uh, two. She, uh, her, her birthday is next month, and she is going to be, I believe, also thirty-two. So yeah, she's technically two years older than me. You better get her a, um, a uh, dead dead body for her birthday. <laughs> She'd love it if I could. Why, but why, that's, do I say, that's, why do I say that joke, Travis? People know your backstory. Backstory. <laughs> her backstory. Uh, she's she's going to school to be a mortician. There you go. So you're like, what so, do you yeah. mean she's murderer? <laughs> <laughs> no, we don't go Dexter style on people just yet. Yeah, or I guess the new one would be the you, show you. Oh, huh? God. see, you 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 uh, say the show you, and my old ass says Pulp Fiction. Oh uh, well, you know that route too. I like Pulp Fiction too. I like Quentin Tarantino stuff. Oh my god! Which, by gosh. the way, for I'm those that clock- haven't seen the new one, it's oh good. Oh my god, I'm getting I'm getting old. I'm thinking Clockwork Orange. I don't know why I said Pulp Fiction. Damn it, dude! You know Clockwork Orange? Come on. Yes. No, I know what cl- I know. Clock I literally that wouldn't even make sense. People, <laughs> people are like, "What do you mean?" I'm a horror guy. Of course, I know what, what do you clock mean, Pulp Fiction. How does that do? Okay, but um, yeah. So cool backstory. Um, Travis is gonna be dead eventually. We know who's gonna, who's it's gonna be. So because she knows all the ways to uh, make it look natural and make the body decompose correctly. <laughs> yeah, she's studying that. So yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, and ironically. Travis right now is wearing an Undertaker shirt. The puns. That's because it's a big ass. The team, puns continue. So, I mean, uh, I'm getting like my energy stuff. I used to work. It's out starting with. to sink down. It is yeah. wearing off. If you can tell. That's that energy drink fading on you now. It's, it's like, not going to crash. Workout, so it's a little more um, whatever. Um, <laughs> so anything else you want to add uh, about your life or what's going on? Some fans who may actually follow the show. What if you do follow the show, we do this for you because. Uh, being, um, of course, we do it for the fans. We don't do it for us. That'd be boring. Yeah, we don't get guys. We, do just for us. we don't get paid for this. <laughs> we don't get paid for this exactly. This takes our time, and we just do it. Um, but if the eventual, are, well, the eventual goal would be that you know enough of you listen and share us to where somebody wants to be like, guys, we'd love to have y'all as a weekly show. But that hasn't happened yet. We're still waiting on that and phone when call. When that happens, so. we'll definitely shout you out as long as you leave us a good review on whatever podcast you listen to. Preferably, Apple would be nice. Stitcher, one of the big ones. If you listen to this show and you have listened to the show for how many years? We've been doing this for years now. We don't have a lot of episodes like you would think because we all these years. But we only do, do four shows a month and we used to miss shows here and there. So think about it. If we've been doing about four shows a month and, we've been, and we have 97 shows, we've been doing this mm-hmm. for years. We got gray hairs now. At least I do. Oh, man. Well, I mean, I think we actually did pretty good, though. We were on for like a good solid year where we did one. We would we'd miss a week or two yeah. here or there, but it wasn't. We were pretty damn consistent for like oh, a yeah. full year. So but, yeah, you know, we we did we're pretty good. And uh, Travis has baby mama drama, and I have little doggy drama, and you know all those kind of things. First off, I don't have baby mama drama. That's that's not true at all. I just like adding to the character that's Travis. So eventually people are like, No, no, I, you're trying guy. to add false narratives to the character. It's just so funny because people that they don't know us personally as much, so, at, you know, in depth, in depth, 
So well, I don't love- make it. Well, don't make me have to have baby mama drama when I don't even have a baby. So I just, no. I just love adding to your character. It's like a. It's like I'm like. It's like I'm creating a professional wrestler. Eventually, you're gonna have all these. Acc- ah. You're gonna have all these accolades for you. Like he's baby mama drama. What's one thing I used to always say about you on the show? Like weird stuff. What was the one thing I always continue? Something. There's some, oh damn. There was some pun I continue all the time, and you get so pissed off. People don't believe that, man. Oh, I think when you would call me sexist. Like all the time. Oh, or, so you have a good memory because that's hundred percent. I, I think that's what it was. It's something, I think it's something that, like you, that. I would always down them. It's something I would always like down that. like the woman segments, and you'd be like, "Dude, you're gonna get so much heat from like all these women saying you're sexist." I was like, "Well, stop bringing it up." That's so funny. Like, damn. That's funny. We should do like an after rumbling reality show where it's just like not wrestling based at all. It's just us talking, but it probably wouldn't get many views. So it's like. I don't know a point. Oh, you can't. You and me are boring in real life. No, people would hate us if we didn't talk about wrestling. <laughs> True, but I'm actually pretty excited in real life, man. I have a, I have a dog. I have an upstairs gym I just built, which took forever. Um, yeah. I, uh, I'm trying to get my garage gym up and going. That's, yeah, you'll love it. I just started really working out, and it's a, man, if you if you. This is definitely becoming a non-wrestling show at the end. So, if you... We should actually do this if we have time. Like, just do our fill in our personal... That was like a get-to-know, like a little get-to-know segment. Yeah, we kind of do. used to do that back in the day at the beginning and stuff. Like, what's going on? But, uh... Yeah. So, I have been working on upstairs gym, which I gotta say, if you have to pick between an upstairs gym and a downstairs gym, please, God, downstairs. downstairs. Because you always think, well, you know, it's it's heated, it's aired, it's cooled. It's, it's you know, you, you can work out naked. You know, it's not gonna be negative 10 degrees when it's cold outside but there's a reason it's because um caring when you're a single guy like me no wife no kids um to help you out carrying all those weights upstairs um and gym equipment literally almost destroyed me I mean, the things are so long and big um but yeah um besides that, <laughs> so that's what she said i was literally gonna say a joke that was like you know i'm too old for that <laughs> i'm just too damn old um yeah, so that's what's going on in my life. Anything you yeah, want to Yeah, we add? might actually – we actually might start trying to do that where near the end of the show we take like 10 minutes or so to, to kind of delve into personal aspects. Ironically, we used to a little bit, but it wasn't like a, a carved-out thing. It was just like right. we talked about plug WFC, we plugged Rumbling Rumors, we plugged those things, or, you know, we talked about stupid stuff. Um, right, right. Not, I'm not saying but, hey, stuff is stupid. Rumbling Rumors is not stupid, and neither was WFC. I'm just saying like – personal stuff but yeah we should do this like last five ten minutes just filling everybody out of the life um the life of uh sounds good ram trav i'm down yeah we do like little fact based like you know what there's a there's a local radio show here in tulsa you know who they are bmms um they oh, they kind of yeah, do like I know, a. I know that they kind of do like a, a a top five thing where they pick like a subject and they pick like their top five of whatever we should start doing that for like the last segment of the show, like for the last five ten minutes, just do our own top so five. You want to steal another company's idea? Hmm. Yeah, it's a good idea. Why not? <laughs> oh my god, you are just a Eric Bischoff all over again. Um, hey, we could we could throw wrestling as part of that top know, five, I'm or we could even do personal stuff it's too. Not bad, it's not a bad idea. Um, yeah. Um, what else can we? Uh, it's something to think. It's something to think about. I'm also I'm also in the mood where I'm getting like delirious because of uh oh. So to add to why I'm delirious, I uh, went to sleep at a two in the morning. I had Taco Bell at one twenty a.m. right before bed. Me too. Really? How funny. Uh, difference. Uh, the difference is, um, is I'm a fatty and you're not. But uh, 
<laughs> hey, I felt like a fat kid last night having Taco Bell, which was yummy. So yeah. Well, so basically, what I happened I is I uh, sorry, catch up. I um, ate Taco Bell real late, and I um, went to sleep early for me, which is two in the morning. Usually, it's three or four in the morning at least. Um, but uh, I had multiple nightmares. Uh, yep, yeah, uh, crazy nightmares, like what happens when I usually eat bad food. And I woke up like at six thirty in the morning, and I was like, you know what, six thirty in the morning. Oh, and I the reason I woke up the second time is I got stabbed in the back riding an electric scooter in downtown Tulsa, which I thought was uh, very fun. Uh, so I woke up pretty revived. I was like, you know what? I swear to God, I woke up and I was like, you know what? I feel like I de- died. I was like, you know what? I'm going to do some stuff today because I'm alive. And I thought I was dead. So what I did is I got up early and I popped up and I went to the gym upstairs and I said, Travis, Rumbling Reality is on. And that is the story behind the revamp of Rumbling Reality. We have been talking about it for a while, though, too. Yeah, like a boss. Like a motherfucking well, boss. I know you probably are going to go see your mom. You're waiting for that, I'm sure, right? You still go see your mom on Sundays? Uh, on, on every other Sunday, I try to stop by and oh, see Oh, every other day. Sunday now. Used to be every Sunday. Poor mom. Hey, I gotta, I gotta do my thing too. You know, I got, I got a life here. I got my, I got my girl. I got my dogs. I got your do girl's stuff at work. You too. liar! He's a freaking liar. He's on air. We knew his girl's at work. I mean, she is now. Yeah. I'm but gonna message your mom. That's why I'm gonna go on visit Facebook mama. and say, "Oh, okay, you are." <laughs> I wish you could see a video because <laughs> I like, I like putting Travis in hot spots. All right, man. What's good? It was a good hey, show. eventually we might get to that point. So <laughs> what? Where we can get this on video, have our two videos on something, put it up on YouTube or something if they want. God, then I got to – you know what I'm wearing right now? I'm wearing like a gym shirt that's a little like de-stressed, and I'm wearing uh, one of those Under Armour shirts that makes me look like I'm kind of kind of strong, but I'm still fat. So it's like <laughs> – you know what I mean? And I haven't shaved, and yeah, it was uh, – uh, mm-hmm. so it would be fun to do video. Travis we'll get, we also was a previous eventually. model. So if you can believe that, which I can't, but Travis usually actually used to be a model in real life. So he's always groomed and well-groomed. I am like a freaking wildebeest. I mean, maybe at times, but not all the time. You're pretty groomed so. all the time, man. Mm. Compared to me. I just make sure my beard usually stays in order is what I usually am most uh, about that and my hair. So. <laughs> all right, Travis. Well, I have nice hair. Leave me alone. Oh my God! See, there's there's a model coming out. This fullness of him. <laughs> All right, Ramsey, let's wrap this up, brother. <laughs> this is the longest outro, longest. Wind Shut up, dude! Here we go again. This is an hour and almost fourteen minutes. I think it may be our top longest episode ever. And you, this I did not miss. Stop uh, doing that. I've told uh, you a dozen different times. This is our longest time. Just stop. Just stop. Like, you know, it's not. We had an hour and a half, I think, one time. So we're still below that by like 15 minutes. That's true. Well, guys, um, I forgot how we used to end this show. How do we end it? Uh, oh, I don't know. Just end it. I stopped on blank. I don't, I don't even remember now. You always did your corny <laughs> ass ending, which actually caught on to me. So. Oh, yeah, I did the whole, you know, make sure to follow us on Twitter, like us over on Facebook, you follow like Ramsey personally. You can't like us on Facebook because we have no thing anymore. Oh, that's right, and, that's oh, right. Oh, that's the backstory a little bit is uh, they took us down. So I was building us up, building us up, and Facebook and uh, this one company that whatever, go in details, go in details later, they took us down on uh, Facebook. And um, 
Yep, screwed our ratings. So, yep. So don't like us on Facebook. Like us on Twitter <laughs> only. Yeah, yeah. Follow us over on Twitter, and then you can also follow us, us individually on Twitter at WWE Ramsey, at Travis underscore Foulheart for myself. And as you know, like, share, subscribe to Rumbling Rea- Reality. If you like what we do, tell people that. As Ramsey, if we had video, would not be doing what he was just currently doing. If Appreciate we did. it. <laughs> oh, I, was, I was giving a air uh, air BJ, which I don't know why because I'm straight, but still fun to to make. Sure I was basically trying to make Travis saying? laugh. He devils in both. It's all right. Um, I no was judging to make Travis here. mess up while he's doing his uh, outro, but okay. Yeah, because he caused me to mess up there <laughs> doing his you know air so BJ. I win. There, so there you go. I win. Air BJs <laughs> always win as long as they're done on me and not by me. Ooh. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> all right, guys. Well, thanks this for took to such us. a weird turn. <laughs> <laughs> Longest episode ever. Okay, guys, have a good one. Peace out, y'all. Bye. And until next time, goodbye and good night. Bang! <laughs>